This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast. I'm David Michael, your host and editor of MyOldManSaid.com. This is an additional show this season called Europa Vision. Joining me, the real Almond. Welcome. Bonjour. <laughs> I forgot we should have a different uh, European welcoming entrance. So thanks for uh, going for the French one. They should have gone Scottish, but never mind. <laughs> I thought it was Cabernet. I thought, they were, I thought this, I've done research on the wrong team. Jesus. My Omenso members will have heard a couple of versions of this as we've been... We haven't actually been fine-tuning the structure. We've just been making sure the microphone on your side is okay. So it's just been an opportunity to have a couple of shows while Villa are actually waiting for their opponents uh, and then now we have one, we can actually uh, commence. Yeah, it's time to rock and roll. And I realise that my appearance on this pod is largely dependent on Villa's success. <laughs> so so, so I, need, I need him to keep me in a role for now. Well, I mean, I, as I keep saying, I'm expecting us to be in the European picture until the end of the season, playing in the yeah. final in Greece. You'd hope so. Especially after when you look at the Everton performance I was thinking, well, we've lost big players, so that potentially could compromise a little bit the league because, you know, that's obviously the long haul and it's a brutal thing. And, you know, players like Mings, for example, are uh, big assets in that context. But then when you look at the team and you think, who's fit and left? And there's a lot of European experience in there and winners as well. And you're thinking, well, hang on a minute. And then you see them actually playing Mingsless and uh, Buendealless. And there's plenty still in the tank. There's there's a couple coming back, obviously in September as well. Good big yeah. big players. I think you, you lose Mings, and we're all we were all devastated. I think that hurt so much more, like you said previously in a pod, than 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 the result against Newcastle. But you're replacing him with a player that everybody outside of Villa will say is a better player in, in Paul Torres, and that, that's a good place to be. Yeah, I, I, I think better definitely in terms of your, the European context, which is what I'm kind of alluding yes. alluding to. We're not actually weaker in terms of can we win this trophy are we weaker in the league we still don't know I mean potentially we could be better potentially we could be weaker because you know we don't know uh, if Pau Torres is a gimme and you know to be honest uh, against Everton it's, he had acres of room uh, to play in 
and orchestrate when I mean their press was it's kind of farcical at times. Anyway, we we are uh, digressing, but we're in a good place still and highly confident. And if you beat Hibs for Villa, they actually, although we're seeded in the playoff round, we would actually be in a third tier pot for the uh, the group stages. But a lot of the teams are much of a muchness. It's not as if you've got like uh, in the Champions League where, you know, in the group stages you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind avoiding, you know, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Manchester City. It's, they're kind of, there's clear cut favourites. In this, it's, there's, there's kind of a bit of parity within who's in pot one, who's in pot two, and who's in pot three. And as we uh, said on our, on the beta show we did, there's a lot of teams playing each other in this round, which clears the path a bit for Villa. I mean, you've got, you know, Dynamo Kiev versus uh, Bisectus, Fenerbahce versus Twenty, and, you know, these are all teams, and, you know, Osasuna versus Bruges, Vienna versus uh, Florentina. So these are teams that would be obstacles in the group stage, and half of them are going to be dumped out early doors. We have to decide now if we're, we're going to stick with the English pronunciation of these teams or if we're going to be, you know, Rapid Vienna versus Fiorenzi. Are we going to go down that road or, or are we... <laughs> Just whatever, whatever mood I'm in is... I mean, I'm Fair pretty enough. dyslexic at the best of times when it comes to names, so I'll just make it up as I go along to the uh, the irie of uh, social media. Yeah. But in terms of Hibs, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, the only Hibs games I hold my head, you know, I'm, it's not as if we are versed in the ways of Hibs. We've, I watched them in their uh, qualifier round victory against Lausanne. And that, that was kind of a 50-50 going into that. I mean, a lot of Hibs fans weren't really fancying it. They thought they were going to be dumped on their asses. But they showed enough spirit and fights, and especially on the counter, that if Villa don't take it seriously, then there could be another Stevenage. There could be another Bradford... You, you can see them. You can see them scoring a goal from a set piece. You could see them scoring a screamer because they did that in one of one of the goals, wasn't it? It was, it was quite a nice finish. But I, I, this is going to sound very arrogant, and it's not meant to be elitist, but it should be absolutely a walk in the park in terms of if we turn up and we're we're trying, then it just shouldn't it shouldn't matter, should it? It shouldn't. Yeah, I think actually this in the context of them having any hope it helps them to play at home first because i think the only way this works out for them is if they get an early goal and easter road goes mad yeah i can see that and uh, you know fires up which is possible you know, it is it is definitely i mean it was good that we've had a couple of proper european teams uh, in, in pre-season and also at least a couple of games uh, league games under our belts before getting stuck into this but to give you a, a bit of context about why we are let's say pretty confident of uh, getting through Hibs although I think because it's the Scottish element does make it harder than playing a hell of a lot of teams that we could have played in this tournament and that you know you want games that have a bit of uh, flavor to them rather than just uh, routine and why we're favorite I mean it's just the disparity between what Premier League clubs are, are spending essentially I mean it's it's ridiculous I mean just looking at if you want to use something for context I mean I don't take I hardly actually ever visit transfer mark but if you wanted something for context because they do a figure of what the current squad is worth which is a ballpark figure it's in euros and Villa is 615. 0.5 million 615.5 million Hibernian is 12.8 million well it's astonishing isn't it it's just to put it in some context the Blues 
their squad apparently is worth in euros 45.4 million so Hibernian aren't really championship I mean I had a look at a couple of league one clubs and they're kind of around you know eight six million so Hibernian um, you're looking in terms of squad value lower championship level in the broad stroke and in terms of their I'm looking at transfer market as well at their historical most expensive signings do, do you want to get the, the, the number one and number two have a villa link we, we bought both players from them would you like to guess the fee and the name of the player who is their most expensive signing it's, it's not McGinn is it he's number two Number one is a real blast from the past. If you believe this, you have to go back to 2000 and 2002 season. That's that's their record transfer is over 20 years ago. And it's a player we bought from them. Uh, my mind's blanking. It's, yeah, it will blank. So it's a, this is their record figure is 1.4 million euros. And it was Ulysses de la Cruz. Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. And that, I mean... We said in the in the beta pod, didn't we? Uh, we we should go back and look look at one of our signings. So take uh, DRB. We d- we don't know the full fee, but let's call it 35, 40 million, something like that. Thirty five million. I don't know. Uh, or if we're talking about Sky, sixty five million. But <laughs> who, who knows what the fee is? Or German Sky, th- uh, two hundred and fifty million. Well, yeah. So if if we're looking back through the, I, I would I would argue I'm looking to the 25 most expensive signings. I, I would guess if you added up every player they've ever bought, it won't add up to the RB signing. So num they're two. They've only gone over a million euros twice in their history, and that's John McGinn and Ulysses de la Cruz. Incredible. I mean, you, I mean, you look back. Uh, I mean, some people would have seen this. Uh, there's like a historical chart of revenue over the last 30 years, and you look back to 91, 92. And, you know, this that is a period where Villa, I mean, they challenged for the title under Graham Taylor. And then a few years later in 93, they were, uh, 92, 93, they were challenging under Ron Atkinson. Now, Villa's revenue in the 91, 92 season, which is kind of in the middle of those two uh, attempts at the title, uh, was 7.46 million and Hibs's was 2.2 million. So then you would, you'll be looking at it and going, well, you know, if this game was playing then, you'd think, yeah, Villa are favourites. I mean, look, their revenue's like, uh, you know, what, three times the amount? So you'd think, you know, you know, we should be comfortable. But then, you know, you fast forward 10 years and then suddenly their revenue's gone up. Obviously, inflation's involved to 7.25 million. Mm. But Villa's is 46. So suddenly you're kind of six to seven times more bigger but then you go forward 10 years, their, their revenue's actually gone down 6.6 million. And the last seven years have been in the Premier, Scottish Premier, but they've, you know, they've dipped down the lower division. But they were 6.9 million. Villas had doubled, yeah, 92.02 million. And now we're in a different stratosphere. 10 years later, it's gone bananas. I mean, Hibs are 11.88 million, which probably thinking in line with inflation but Villa are now 178.4 million it's it's a totally different universe and most of that's the terrace view as well yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, just to to add to that so if you go to their sixth most expensive signing in history is from the 87-88 season and that's Andy Gorham can you imagine that that's that's 87-88 and that's on their top six list and that, that yeah. would have been a big signing then, 650,000 euros. And that really demonstrates how far they've fallen because they, they were probably signing a player that an English club would have signed then from Oldham. Um, and, and yeah, now, I mean, and you, that, you look at their current squad and, you know, you, again, we're talking about transfer marks. It's just a kind of a rough guide. And there's, I think there's a couple of players that, 
they rate as like, and this is in euros. So one of them was like a, a million euros. So that's less, that would be less than a million pounds. I think there was one at 1. 1.4, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But most of them were like 300,000, 400,000. This is like the kind of prices that Villa slap on academy players. They've bought 16, 17, 17 year olds for more money than uh, Hibbs's main players. So when you look through the financial lens, this would be a huge, huge shock if Hibs win this game. And, and that's why going into it, it's really not with arrogance saying we should wipe the floor of them. We, we should on paper. If, if we go out to Hibs over two legs, I'm not going to feel silly saying it. We, we should be wiping the floor of them. If we lose, yeah. it's, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing and it would be a great win for them. Yeah, no, it'd be a fantastic uh, season-making win for them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, currently, uh, they, they've only played two games in the uh, Scottish Premier League. They've lost them both. So they're sitting in 11th at the moment just and, above St. Johnson on goal difference. And they're, you know, they've done actually, they've done pretty well uh, in the Cups. They won against Rafe Rovers in just. the in the, you know, the Scottish League Cup in their last game before uh, Villa go to Easter Road. And then, you know, they had that 6-1 over into club in when they, I think they were down in the first leg, weren't they? I only remember seeing they had one really hefty win, didn't they? But that was when they when they struggled in the, the away leg. Yeah. So they turned that around. And you know, you're looking at players like you know, Adam Lafondre, Le- who you remember from yeah. oh, I mean, going back. Reading. I, I remember, remember him in Reading and then uh, he went to Bolton. Uh, you know, he's 36 years old and he's, you know, he's playing wing and he's, you know, he's in the first team there. Joe Newell, he used to play for Rotherham. He, he scored in the, the round before against the uh, the Swiss. It's one of three Englishmen. And the danger man there is, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it's Eli, I think, Yuan. And I think he scored in the in their last game, possibly in Europe. But he's, I think he's the, the only decent kind of real risk that we have uh, kind of against his left winger. So I, I think that's the kind of danger man that they've got. He seems to get their goals this season. Yeah, so in the context of their season, I mean... It's at the moment. It looks like this is the the main focus, and uh, I mean, it rightly it should be. But the fun thing is, I mean, for, in a Villa context, uh, I mean, there's obviously the John McGinn link, and that'll be huge. I mean, it, I, I, I would laugh in a in a cruel way if uh, Emery rested him for the Easter Road game. <laughs> it would be uh, just brought him on as a sub just to uh, get a round of applause. It didn't even let him travel. He just just left, <laughs> yeah. just left him at Villa Park. <laughs> In one of those uh, cryo chamber recovery pools, one for each buttock. But uh, <laughs> but it is the club of somebody who wound up Villa fans in the Championship. Old Lee Johnson, ex-manager of Bristol City. You you will remember him from his uh, interviews. Yeah, famous famous complaints. He went on. Uh, did he complain about us having two ends of fans? Was that one of them? Yeah, is that we didn't let their fans sit behind the goal? Yeah. And one one of our seasons, I can't remember, there's so many seasons in the championship, there should have only been one, but there was three. But they were actually a f- not a bad team, and he had them uh, playing kind of front foot football. But, but then he went on to Sunderland, which would have been a step up in, in terms of size of club. Uh, they, you know, they won the EFL trophy, uh, you know, they had the day in the sun at Wembley. But then the next season, instead of using that as a springboard, he... he kind of tripped over himself they had a really poor run at the start they got beat 6-0 by Bolton and that was the end of him and he had to tail between the legs go north of the border to uh, essentially resurrect his managerial career now if he wins against Villa here that'll be a huge I mean he's probably looking at this game for selfish reasons as well uh, never mind for the good of Hibs yeah I mean it would be a, a, an enormous um, upset wouldn't it it's just it, yeah 
fed the feather in his cap, but I just I don't see any way that's going to happen. Even if we play our second string team, and they might get caught out at Easter Road initially. Who, who would you play? Who, who do you think Emery will play? A mixture of starters and maybe throw in, say, a, um, a Duran, possibly, just because he got his goal. I mean, there's two things in play. You don't want to let this game become difficult after mm. the first leg. And also, you want to make sure you get through this playoff round because you can make mistakes in the group stages because there's, there's obviously so many games to make it up. So you've got to put a team out to be sure of getting through. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There are two There are two things that hit play here. We play Burnley next, which is a game we should win, um, but obviously won't be easy away. After the second leg, we play Liverpool, in which case you, you, would, you would want every one of your first team players. So perhaps the, the way to go is to go strong away, hopefully smash them, you know, see out the Burnley game, and then you don't have to play your first team at home. I guess that's the logical logical approach. Yeah, well, I, I think I think Olsen plays. Unfortunately. But, would you that, play him against Hib? At I wouldn't. I, at, in the group stage, is fine. I wouldn't let him near this, this pitch for two reasons. Martin, <laughs> Martin, I wouldn't. I, Martin, he's a genuine reason why we could lose this game uh, away. And Martinez, I, saw, I think as well, he's earned the right to play in this in this European competition because, you know, he, he, he wants to play in Europe. So I, I would play him for the first two legs, definitely. I think uh, Emery would be tempted to play Torres and Carlos together. Possibly, yeah. Because I think he's looking at that as, uh, I think that was the first partnership he played in uh, the States when Torres was involved. Because I th- oh, yeah. Carlos kind of gives you that bit of brawn. I mean, he's, and when I say brawn, it's it's not like physical all action like Mings. It's more like muscle. Like I mean, he sh- shrugged somebody off the ball uh, in the Everton game, you know, like he was a ragdoll. And he kind of need that balance with Torres because Torres is a different kind of player. So I think he might use it to, you know, get them bedded down in a proper proper game where, I mean, the essence of those two is, is to control the game from the back. Yep. So this is a good test because if you can take the sting out of Hibs, because Hibs will try to come do the blood and thunder, get the crowd rocking. If you silence them early, it becomes a pretty routine. Yeah. I think Tillerman starts, he gives you a, a, a severe element of control, especially over a team uh, like Hibs. No concerns about him at all, are there? He's, he knows what he's doing. He can, he can yeah. play at this level easily. So so who who would you have a lot? This is, it's so tempting, isn't it, to rest McGinn? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's, I reckon he, he'll be the first name on. I mean, you, you could, who, who's Tielemans coming in for? Is that for Louise or? I, it, I don't think it matters, does it? No. That, that's, uh, but what, the, the two things I was going to say was earlier. So the first one was, you know, we've got the Liverpool game and the Burnley game after each leg. But then the other thing, we don't, if we're going to loan out, Bidace 
and potentially or sell sorry Bidace, but with a buyback and same with archer if archer's still here i guess he he might feature at some point but my point is we don't really actually have a b team anymore we just have a squad of players yeah. now so yeah. we're kind of getting rid of all of our young so it's not like we're going to play the kids so really it, it's just if dendonka was fit he you know he might play because he's more than competent enough to play in a game yeah like i mean this. i was just about to say that actually I, if dendonka was fit i would play dendonka and tillemans in those defensive midfield slots yeah and and Dina, we don't know because is he leaving? Is he not? Our rumours to be believed because he played brilliantly. I mean, there's a temptation that if he played Torres and Carlos, he might go Chambers at right back. Yeah, for balance, that that, that could that could work. And then it's the big question: is do you play Duran up front? I th- I, probably I think after I would. he scored, probably uh, that's ignited the idea to be a reality. Yeah, it was um it was a a moment where it's make or break for him. He's through on goal. It's, you know, he's been on what forty seconds, thirty seconds, something like that. He he misses that, and I think we all have a bit of doubt. I don't know if this guy's going to make it. Well, his but, first touch, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. position. Dreadful, but he, you know, the keeper didn't didn't come and get the, collect the ball, so it was a good finish. And then you know, big, he get, I like the fact. I like it. Everyone likes his personality. Big celebration, confident. And now suddenly you think, okay, th- th- there's something about this guy. And and yeah, I would happily have him start. I think he's he's more than good enough to. to decimate Hibbs if he gets a chance and, and Watkins you, you can't be uh, putting him in every game I mean you, there's going to be a lot of games coming up so this is the tournament where you start to uh, build up the confidence and start to develop uh, a bit of trust and realization of what a player can do in the likes of Duran I mean Archer would be another uh, consideration but I don't know where he is in the pecking order and if he's you know if they're going to uh, get him out the door well, you'd think if Duran's the one coming on, you think Duran's ahead, and, and Duran hasn't even had a preseason, has he? So, he, he's—I I would guess—he's well ahead now. And then, in terms of uh, your Bailey's, Diaby's, I mean, Bailey took a knock. How bad his knock is? I mean, you would be uh, erring on the side of caution with that one. Well, he's, he's he's fighting fans after the game, according to social media or the Daily Mail, so he, he might be okay. In terms of fan problems at a game and arrests. There's always trouble in hospitality because obviously that's where people have free-flowing drink or they get stuck in a bit more and a certain kind of knobhead goes in there as well. And that's where it kicks off and I I can imagine exactly how that played out. Yeah, especially if he had kids and stuff around him, his family around him. But in in all seriousness about his injury, I thought thought when he limped off it looked bad, but he did an interview after the game. He was really happy and positive. And you think, well, would they do that if he was, you know, not playing in the next few games? Yeah, he said, see you Wednesday. He seemed seemed to be fine. Coutinho looked a different a kettle of fish in terms of his injury although we're led to believe it's not as bad and it's a matter of weeks rather than months he looked like he was uh, out for the season by his reaction Mm. but this is a game i would have liked to have seen him in as well might be a bit too risky though feisty wise i I just it's all about acls now i'm so worried about i I would throw him in (laughs) because he needs to uh he needs to start rattling the onion bag yeah he does, true. And There's a few that need a goal as well, so yeah. He needs to get his eye in, and this would have been a good game, especially the home uh, home leg of this fixture. So that's uh, a chance missed. So I think Duran, Bailey, those are two I would play. I've, I don't think I would play Diaby in this game from, off from the beginning. I, I think I would. It's just we're running out of options. That's the problem with all of the ACLs that we're losing every game. But I don't, is, that, is that excess Rory. force? 
if he's fit, but he's been injured. But yeah, it's more. You know, he's more than enough if he's up for it, and he, which he should be. Yeah, if you, if you if you're thinking, uh, I don't don't think Truro is good enough for this game. You're thinking, well, what the <laughs> fuck's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Paid twenty million pounds for him about three years ago. If he can't if he can't handle this game, and he should be roasting these guys. Yeah, but did you think he's off? Is he is he leaving? Potentially, I think it's one of those where the it's the the big problem with a lot of these players is he's on pretty good wages. Villa were in a you know they're in a period where they pay slightly over the going rate to secure mm. the deal. There's a lot of loaning to France and Turkish teams, but Villa are paying a chunk of the wages there. Yeah, so to get rid of them, they have to either take a hit. But in terms of the player, the player has a contract, so he has to agree to it. So if you're saying, uh, you know, Troy's back off to Turkey or, you know, wherever on a, on a full big deal, there's no way he's going to say yes and get like half the wages. No, why, why would you? Why would you? But, I, but I, I would be surprised, and I guess it didn't happen last window, but why no Premier League team would take a punt, even if we are paying some of the wages or a small... Because... He did come, you know, he came on twice, scored two crucial, crucial goals. And he, he was dreadful from the beginning when he started that game and got hooked off. But I don't know. I, I, I don't I think, think I think the Traore experiment, well, it's not an experiment. He's, he played there with Chelsea as well. But, you know, he was obviously uh, loaned out then. Yeah. I think he more suits other leagues, continental leagues. But unfortunately, he's, he's on a Premier League wage. And that's yeah. always the problem. And if you look back at somebody like Monchi, when you're balancing the books if you're going to sell a player and you're working you know you're with Sevilla and you're thinking right well we bought this player for X and we need to make a profit on him but we were like paying top dollar for him where you always look to the Premier League as the place that you can actually make a profit on anybody yeah. and this is an issue he's going to have he's now on the other side of the coin where he's actually uh, a football director or whatever the uh, title he has at you know the top dog division in terms of financial muscle so it'd be interesting to see how he adapts to that but going back to the uh, tradition of the the, the Villa Hibs uh, I don't think we've played each other competitively certainly not since I've been watching football so uh, in terms of the McGinn connection we always also have the Des Bremner connection and you know Des Bremner came to, came to Villa from Hibs back in 79 when Ron Saunders was putting together the team that eventually won the league title and then went on to win the European Cup we got uh, Des for uh, 275 thousand so it's kind of level that hips would be buying players at uh, but this was uh you know over 40 years ago you say he that played 20. 200 games for hips before he went to villa and then villa he was like one of the 14 players using you know in the first 11 for our finest moments european cup super cup and league title and actually uh alex cropley uh an old Villa guy from the uh, the seventies. Older listeners will remember he actually started his career at Hibs as well, uh, but he came to Villa via uh, Arsenal, and he left uh, Villa ooh, the season uh, before we went on to win the league, or the year before we uh, cemented the title. Ouch! You mentioned two hundred seventy-five thousand there. That that would still be above there. So you'd be you'd still be their eighteenth biggest signing. But you know, if, if, he, if he signed in seventy-nine. <laughs> That would still be there. That's why it's just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. In terms of the away trip there, I think, I mean, Edinburgh is, I think it's one of the best cities in the UK by yeah. far. I mean, I, I used to visit it quite a lot for the film festival. Also, a, you know, a very good friend lives there. I used to uh, visit them a lot as well. So I've got a reasonably good sense of it. I mean, it's a wild place as well. I mean, I think Wednesday, probably the tamest 
night of the week for a night out in Edinburgh, although the fr- the fringe is on, and I mean fringe weekends are pretty wild yeah. in terms of you've got there's a real randomness and who you can meet, and it that's kind of adds a bit of fun to it, and it, you know it's more of an international flavour as well as people from all over the place, and it was always a good laugh and a good crack in terms of Easter Road. Hips are actually trialling uh, singing section in uh, the famous five lower tier stands. F- during the club's European matches, which is kind of an interesting thing. And it's, it's quite a good way of doing such things because people get up, you know, season ticket holders and whatnot, if they're not communicated to uh, properly, and that is the key, communicated in league games, they have their routine and it could get upset. But to use uh, European matches as a uh, trial for, uh, you know, singing sections, I, that's such a lame term that, but, uh, you know, proper atmosphere sections or ultra sections is uh, a way to go so look at for that i think it's blocks 26 27 in the uh, south stand lower it's kind of the opposite of uh, putting in uh, hospitality and <laughs> I was uh, about to say that, yeah. laminate fans <laughs> yeah no consideration whereas they're showing quite a lot of consideration there's, there's another well obviously they're trying to create uh, some kind of atmosphere but hibs i mean historically at hearts the top dogs there i mean ooh, that would be scandalous to see. i mean i've always preferred hibs i've got to admit the color wise definitely yeah just nice nicer branding if you can call it that i have to be honest i, I don't know I, I i have to say i used to follow the scottish league in the 90s when it was still fun and these days i, I don't know it's it's not it's not the most uh, entertaining, is it, anymore? The last success for Hibernian was actually with John McGinn in the team when they won the Scottish Cup 2015-16 season and you got the big rendition of Sunshine on Leith, which I actually, I've, I was at a concert uh, in Edinburgh a couple of years ago. It was Sharon Von Etten and she sang Sunshine on Leith as a surprise uh, homage and it's a great, great moment. I mean, obviously the whole audience started laughing at the start and then they into song and I think the only time you'll hear that is if Hibs win uh, against Villa in the home leg so if you hear that song that means it's been a bad night for Villa <laughs> yeah get to the pub good song though but there's there's another uh, minor Aston Villa Hibs link which is that they've got Harry McCurdy on their books but unfortunately it's actually quite sad he, he ruled out I think for the season at least because he's had heart surgery he had some kind of a, yeah. a heart condition so I was in, in my notes I was going to put it as a fun fact but it's the exact opposite <laughs> of a fun fact it's, it's quite a sad fact but I, I did get the feeling from what I read that he is planning on a return so you know it might, have, might not be as serious hopefully as, as it sounded initially Right so it'll be interesting uh, to see I think you expect McGinn I think McGinn might request to play in that one it, sh- it should be good for both fans that there's been talk that both sets of fans might be singing the John McGinn song so yeah. I mean that's not a reason to pick him but I, I just don't see Emery can't be that tone deaf and, and, and not start him but it's all about winning at the end of the day and uh, the good thing about Europe though it, it brings you new new experiences in terms of opponents and rituals etc and you know especially also if you're like a really young fan you're kind of learning about different countries i mean we'll get there but this is only uh, edinburgh obviously scotland but we'll start to get there as the uh, hopefully as the uh, tournament unfolds right i think it's time to check out the game is, is fast upon us at a bizarre time at 5 45 on a wednesday good practice for the Champions League I mean that is essentially why we're playing at that early time is UEFA don't allow other fixtures to overlap uh, while the Champions League is on right until the game it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from him goodbye my heart was broken my heart was broken 
are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.